Hello, hello. Welcome back to Droolish. Joey here. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. It's been quite a while. I'm your host, Joey Montano. Today, I don't think I have too much to talk about, to be honest with you. It's honestly been six months, and for those of you who are listening for the first time, that probably didn't sound that great. And frankly, I have no idea how you found this podcast if you're new. This episode is for the OGs, the ones that have stuck around for a bit. As a matter of fact, I did mention just about 15, 20 seconds ago, it's been about six months, maybe even eight months since I last recorded an episode, and I looked this morning to find out that the last episode I had has almost 5,000 downloads, which, one, is insane. Two, um, I feel pretty bad because it was six months worth of people waiting, or if they downloaded it, there's been no uh, no follow-up since. Not that I would imagine people who listen to this podcast for the first time would love it, though if you are someone who is interested in this podcast, this is probably not the best first episode. If you're going to listen, find an episode in the library that might pique your interest and go from there to get in a, to get in a better idea of how this um, format goes. The name of the podcast is pretty much just derived off of just the ability, not the ability, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, essentially, this podcast idea uh, was mainly just brought up because I had trouble sleeping and I wanted to create a podcast that um, for for people who are kind of like me that might have trouble sleeping, that have wandering minds, uh, you know, constant mind mutter, mind chatter, and it's just hard to keep focus and fall asleep. Admittedly, the last several months, my sleep uh, overall has been dramatically improved. I talk a lot about sleeping and kind of just uh, having my voice as a good way to kind of just blend out the, the day. Um, I'm very open with the fact that my voice does tend to draw yawns and kind of sleepy sounds. So I uh, just wanted to play more into that because at the end of the day, when you're trying to fall asleep, you're really just trying to get your mind off of whatever the hell you're trying to do and just focus on either sleeping or just trying to focus on not overthinking about sleeping. More or less of that. Now, now that you guys are a little bit more familiar, if you are new, um, fortunately, pretty much everything I said is almost moot because... I've spent the last six to eight months being incredibly swamped, busy, life, work, a lot of things just kind of hit. And unfortunately, Droolish was the one that had to uh, take a step back. But here we are. I'm glad to be back. However, uh, this episode, just like most other ones, is going to be a little bit different. Uh, this one, if you are listening for the first time, you might start hearing background noises, uh, background sounds, white noise to kind of help ease your mind off the day. I think I can kind of hear it right now. That's my favorite sound. It's just a little bit rainy, sleepy tent. I try to provide value in these uh, podcast episodes. Um, and that value is just in the form of just kind of helping you get your mind off of your day. That being said... I don't know where to go specifically uh, from here in this episode. I didn't really have too much drawn out. 
I literally finished everything. I spent the last month getting everything in order, trying to cut my hours, trying to find pockets of time available, um, being aware and realizing that I'm kind of more in the here and now, not to sound, <clears throat> not to sound like I'm a hippie or anything. Excuse me, I had a cough there. But, um, but it's pretty hard, or I should say it's pretty easy um, to get caught up in the day-to-day when you aren't spending a lot of time kind of just refocusing or, or kind of getting your kind of getting uh, your bearings set. So certainly work creep has got me, or did get me, um, burnout and all that fun jazz. It doesn't really sound fun, to be honest with you, um, and it's not. But I don't want to make uh, this podcast episode talking about primarily that, but for those of you who are, who are wondering kind of what's been going on in the last six months, uh, more specifically the two to three episodes that I decided to make and not actually publish. Um, I think I mentioned this a couple times. Uh, this next ep- or this episode was was supposed to be uh, the last episode I was ever going to make. I just didn't want to go out uh, kind of on a whimper, but eh, you know here we are right now. Um, but yeah, the previous recording that I had, uh, obviously it's not edited or released, but I did two or three versions of it, um, one back in December, one back in, I think, November, and it just didn't, it just didn't make any sense. Um, when I spoke to it, it just didn't sound like I was happy, it didn't sound like, I, it just sounded like I was a beat. Um, and, you know, that's not, that's not a constant, that's not my constant, those are just random, you know, this random life things that kind of bring people to, or me specifically, to just feel blah. I don't want to feel blah. I mean, you know, I started this podcast to help people go to sleep. There's not really anything more to it. So, um, so at the end of the day, uh, I wanted to at least try to try to get back into the motions of talking again, uh, probably talking at a different cadence. Again, a lot has happened in the last several months, and if you are a regular listener, I don't know what type of content, what type of what type of things I want to discuss and talk about. Uh, there's been a lot of things that have grinded my gears over the last several months, and I feel like even just talking the way I normally talk now um, probably won't actually help people fall asleep. Um, so I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place of saying this is this is a sleeping podcast or this is just a a new thing, or maybe we're ending this, and maybe I'll start start off with something new. Um, but the general essence of the podcast, I still love. I just love to talk, at least to the essence of just being more long-winded and, and collecting my thoughts and just releasing them. I find that whenever I don't do that over a prolonged period of time, unless if I'm doing something that's proactive, I get stuck in my own head. Um, so, uh, again, this is, for me, I've said this before, this is more therapy, um, at least in the past, but now... Um, I'd say it's probably a little bit less of that and probably more so exploration. If you've seen the previous episodes, or I should say listen to the previous episodes, I talk about different experiments I've done, like 30-day experiments, 60-day experiments, talk about the results before and after. Even before Droolish, I would make uh, YouTube channels to test out different experiments, and then i delete them over time. Uh, if you're ever wondering why I do that, I don't know. There's just something about me where I don't want to be... I don't want to be super famous. I don't want to go out of my way to be everywhere. Um, 
it does sound appealing, like the entertainment space. I love stand-up comedy and doing all that, but I also don't like the <laughs> I also don't like the hyper fame and being recognized for every everywhere I would go. And that's that sounds a little bit asinine just to even think about it right now. But uh, the point being is that anytime I start getting momentum in something that makes sense and it starts getting some notoriety, uh, I tend to just like just take a step back and uh, I don't want to say lower my profile a bit. Um, but but uh, it's it's something that is generally uh, cognizant of for me, and I haven't been able to shake that. I don't know if I'll ever shake that because you know I say this to people all the time. Or used to, I should say. Um, you know, the level of fame, if I were to ever aspire to that, would be more of just being like a guy that you might recognize in the street, but you don't know who he was or where he's from. Um, I don't know if that seems funny to me, and it still does. So that's kind of where I want to aspire to fame-wise. Um, if that's ever a thing that is going to be a focus, which honestly it isn't. Um, I explicitly go out of my way to not market droolish for that very reason. I believe everyone that has, maybe with the exception of some close friends, that has landed on this podcast has landed strictly due to whatever they searched in Google, whatever they searched in Apple, what, whatever they searched for, wherever. Um, so that's uh so i mean for me that's just kind of how i how i work with things it's just if you're if you're going to want to change if you're looking for a problem or a solution to something in your life and you really want to fix fix it or have a resolution you're going to do the research you're going to do the work and in this case you know you're looking to try to fall asleep and and this podcast happens to be your jam or you found a subject that piqued your interest and you actually like the content well, you know, congratulations. You know, that's that that did it. Um, that just tends to be how I like to roll. I don't like to say, you know, I don't want to go out of my way to pay ads or go out of my way to like pay for promotions. Describe a podcast that I know I talk about a billion different things at once. So I'm doing everyone a disservice to say, hey, this is a podcast about sports. Hey, this is a podcast about random. You know, like it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. hope things are going swell for you listeners out there. I know generally episodes tend to be between 45 minutes and 60, and I have planned segments, but it's very rare that I actually am able to sit down for even more than 10 minutes and try to collect my thoughts of what's going on. Uh, the initial podcast recorded, recorded episode that I had that was supposed to be this one was actually called... Uh, why do podcasts end? And uh, I don't know if you guys have done this, but whenever you look for a podcast, or you're looking for something to listen to, you might be looking at the library of episodes that they've made. And obviously, the more episodes that people have made, you know, the more likely that it's going to be a longer-lasting uh, podcast or series. And I've made it a point to try to create as many episodes as I could. I wanted to get to 100 episodes. I think I only got to like 85 or 86, uh, and then and then life happened. But I, I always find it very interesting to find the podcasts that only have, say, like 24 or 25 episodes or, you know, something that seems like they were gaining momentum based off of the reviews and, and the ratings and it just stops. And I've always wondered, like, why? Like, why does a podcast end? Why does, why do people stop making content if their intent was to make content to begin with? And if their idea was good and everything else and... And 
you know, I think I understand that a little bit more now. Uh, I don't know if you guys are younger or older. I think as we get older, we just understand a little bit more about the world and kind of understand that life isn't as simple as it appears to be. Although, the child in me still believes that. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever let go of that belief. Um, but I think the more involved we get ourselves in with people around us and life and the things, you know, kind of just rooting ourselves into like a, a life um, that we're building, um, the simplicities start becoming more nuanced and you start running into people who don't understand what's new or what's different. So, yeah. I thought about spending some time just discussing kind of what life is, more or less to an extent. I don't know about you guys, but even growing up as a teenager, even as an adult, once in a while, you, you tend to start thinking about life. Kind of like where you're going, why you're doing it. If you haven't, well, then I apologize that I brought up the subject. But uh, you know, for people who are fortunate to not think that all the time, um, well, like I said, if you're fortunate. Um, but for those who who consistently have those, I think it's existential. I can't even pronounce it. Existential, existential crisis. Um, it it's kind of frustrating, you know. It's just more so recently, for me, I've just been thinking more about, like, you know, what do I want to get out of life? What I'm trying to do here? Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And I feel like every time I answer that, the answers are always inconsistent and they're never the same. And part of me just likes to just live life and do what I want to do, whenever I want to do it, without worry about bills, money, or anything else. At the same time, you have to, you have bills, worry, money, and everything to worry, worry about. So, um, it obviously doesn't make too much sense to let say powder too much about like the fact that you're doing it but for me I've always just kind of been more like a go with the flow type of dude and it feels like the more that I try to be someone who I'm not what do I mean by that I try to be someone who I'm not I don't know I like I work with clients and consultants I intentionally gone out of my way to not be an employee, uh, only for testing it for a bit. Um, at the same time, I don't really aspire, and this is the, something that changes all the time, I don't really aspire to own a Facebook to be like a billionaire conglomerate dude, but I also don't want to shake that possibility that it can't happen. Seems kind of weird, right? Um, I just feel weird that, that shutting the door on any possibility or any possibility in general just seems very, very off, um, especially if it's like a self-made choice, uh, regardless of outside influences. Anyways, um, one, of the, one of the things that I've been thinking more about life is just how, how much happier it's been by taking things, how, how much happier life has been, at least at my end, when I've been taking things more in stride. And... Over the last year or so, it never felt like I had that for a while. And that's not the point I'm trying to get at there. The point I'm trying to get at with this is that I recall the time where it was like that. And it seemed like all the happier times, and I'm not trying to get all nostalgic, and you know, good times were obviously when I was younger. Um, not just saying like I was a kid or teens, or even when I you know, moved to Las Vegas, it was a blast. And even more recently, like even in my early 30s, I found things to be a blast. 
Um, but it got me to realize, and maybe if you're still listening, this might be a uh, this might be a point that hopefully you might be able to take to heart. Is that at some point in your life, something will happen, or a series of things that will happen that will gradually change the way you think, and that is not a bad thing. I mean, how you learn, how you perceive things, that's totally that natural. But as you start evolving and adapting and you know, changing, you know, hopefully for the better, it becomes easier to lose sight of the values and beliefs of what you had prior. And those values and beliefs that you've had are often going to be your guiding posts and how you want to perceive moving forward um, in almost nearly all life circumstances or situations. In case in point, I mean, I don't know how many of you people have gotten angry at something so nonsensical um, that doesn't warrant to even like blink an eye. And for me, it's always been social media. And I've talked about social media quite frequently, like all the time um, in this podcast about how much I really don't like it and how I had to get off Twitter and everything else. And, and I don't want to be someone who says, hey, I got off Facebook, my life is better. That's like, I mean, obviously that probably is more of a symptom for something bigger. But, I mean, it, social media is predictive. But, um, but for me, like social media, it's not the fact that social media is the problem. It's... And I don't want to blame the user base off of social media, but it it what it seems to be a it seems to be like a replay of what I saw like way back when I was like a teenager, like almost literally a lifetime ago, where someone has an argument and now you get to see actual people's faces, names, and their ridiculous notions and opinions and the idea and the thought behind that and why I say that is that on their end, if there are you know, people who are posting whatever they think, you know, conspiracy theories, fake news, actual news, facts, you know, whatever's going on in the world that could be controversial. Um, it just, for me, it just seems like it's just more proof of just people not knowing what they're talking about, but at the same time, they are firmly believing that what they see is true. And the thing is, I don't know what it is 100% true or not. I've always lived in the realm of non-zero possibilities, but I stick with my, you know, stick with pretty firm evidence um but when you're on social media you're seeing all these arguments over and over and i said this when i was 16 years old and i'm way older than that now i said you know i am annoyed by the internet because people are just repeating the same arguments over and over that we heard in real life and nothing ever changes i remember saying that and i forgot that i said that until recently when i was on social media and uh, I had to just, you know, every time I hop on social media, I see a, a meme. I, I have so many rants, it's not even funny, but, um, it's, you know, whether it's memes, whether it's just fake news, articles, clickbait, personal statuses, you know, like, everything that you're seeing is always being thrown, and there's always an algorithm, there's always something out there that's telling you that you should absorb that content, either for better or for worse. And even just the idea, and I say social media because it's very well ingrained with looking at the screen, it's looking at your phone. And again, going back to 16, like a full lifetime ago before smartphones were a thing, before pocket, you know, before you even had like good websites and internet was, was barely existing. Um, 
you know, when, uh, you know, during the day, what would you do without the internet, without a computer? You'd speak with people, you'd get full context of what's going on, you'd understand their thoughts, their processes, you know? You could have an actual conversation with someone about a thought, and when you say something that they, they might not agree with, you can continue a conversation with them. And I feel like with social media, everything ends up being what's the last thing you said and how you say it. And everything often comes off as like insulting in a way. And not that there's anything wrong with that per se. Uh, as a matter of fact, I will say I probably the biggest reason why I don't want to give up uh, or or give up on either podcasting or being in the more entertainment space is the fact that you get to work with people that are either your friends or colleagues, and you get to banter. And bantering is probably my favorite thing in the world. I love just to shoot the shit. I love to just you know make fun of either people, things, or whatever, in like jest. Nothing that's really scathing, nothing that is tries to cut deep at someone's soul or their heart or their whole identity, um, which apparently is what social media does with almost every comment that you see. And I don't care what you say, Reddit is fucking social media. Almost everything that I see on Reddit, if you can go on right now, is a Twitter screenshot, is a Facebook screenshot, is a TikTok screen. You know, it's... It's all the same thing. People are sharing what's going on in the world, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's the other, it's the other, like, let's call it, like, let's call it under the iceberg. Like, the iceberg, the top, tip of the iceberg is what you're seeing visually under, the actual iceberg that's underwater. That's the, that's like, the commenting, the, let's say, the misinformation that's being spread, everything else. Um, and maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe, you know, when I see people are just, I don't know, when I just see anything on Facebook that instantly, like, says, oh, you're an idiot, I don't say that, but, like, pretty much anything that often insinuates someone as a lesser just because of a thought or opinion just seems incredibly extreme because people don't think that normally when you're speaking face-to-face because you can say something then and there. And I don't know, maybe that's why I kind of get myself into more hijinks and troubles face-to-face is because, I don't know, it just, for me, saying things makes more sense than not. And I feel like social media, social media itself is, I would say, is almost a reflection of, like, yourself. And I know this is kind of sounding like we're going down a windy road here, but, um, but when you think about it, how often are you reading social media comments? How often are you reading posts? Um... Videos are an exception, obviously, but even then, if you're listening to, if you're watching a video, how often are you listening to the video because you're on your mobile phone? Now, think about what I just said, and think about, think about how do you read? Do you read to yourself? Do you read out loud? Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not talking while, uh, you know, while you're listening. Just like when you're intaking information, there's, there's, there's some either audio or visual sense that you're either wanting to have or perceiving to have. And in our in your in your case, our case, or whoever is on social media or let's say internet in general, but social media is the biggest one that I've seen, um, that I feel like this is prevalent for, is that you're intaking the information, you're reading it, but you're reading it either in your voice or the voice that is concocted in your head, generally, like there's some narrated narrated voice. And unless we know that person that's coming out, you know, that person that is posting something you know them very well and you know their nuances and cadences you're not gonna you're not gonna associate their voice with them so most of the time you're really just inputting and intaking data from people that you may not know and you're probably gonna 
interpret it or misinterpret it the way your brain wants to interpret it as. So if you're reading something that seems pretty straightforward, like LOL you suck, you know, it could be a troll, well, someone could read that in their own head and they might make up a random story about something that doesn't even exist. All because there's no context behind it. Um, I know this was discussed quite frequently about context and losing and context loss between um, like text, TV, you know, everything else aside from face to face. So um, I'll try, I'll link some studies if I get around to doing it. To be honest with you, I'm really just going to hit record, up, update the uh, podcast, and then just call it that. I don't want to go out of my way to try to search engine optimize anything. It's just, honestly, just the thought of spending more time in front of a computer is, um, at least for the time being, it just seems uh, less relevant now than ever. Uh, at least for the next hour. That said, I wonder if you all, the listeners, have similar thoughts. I noticed a lot of my listener base does tend to have very similar wavelengths to me, um, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, other times, obviously, not. But um, sometimes I always wonder, like, you know, what goes inside other people's heads? Like, how do they read things? How do they interpret things? And, you know, I try to pay attention to certain people that aren't, um, let's say, overthinkers. Uh, I mentioned I have like ADHD. Um, I think more recently it's honestly kind of been going like down a lot more. So I feel like I'm able to actually speak more without having those over over uh, like mind racing, overthinking thoughts. But even just hanging out with people more and more, more and more, uh, thanks to kind of these COVID restrictions and vaccines and everything else, uh, you know, it's becoming very apparent. And I don't know if you guys could, te- could try it at home, but like, it's very apparent to tell people who, are, who can start speaking their mind, who either speak their heart, or if there's someone who might be very cerebral and just might have to overthink everything they have to say. And I feel like I've been that last one quite frequently. And I try not to do that on a podcast. I try to do my research and speak, you know, as I'm speaking, but, um, but I don't like feeling like I have to overthink something I have to say. I don't want to have to overthink and worry about I'm going to offend anyone. And I know all those arguments are saying, well, don't say anything that offends anyone or whatever, you know. Let me, let me um, drop a, a, a life bomb here. And um, I will probably use this example till the day I die because this, I, I, I cannot fathom any other logic that makes sense as to the chaos that is life and the beauty as well. So imagine you are born because it happened, you're alive. And the only information that you're working off of the moment you're born from a baby is you're, you know, you see your surroundings, you hear people talk, you're probably not understanding it, you're still a baby. You learn how to walk, you learn how to start understanding things. And probably when you get to between the ages of two and five is when, you know, you start picking up things, you start picking up sentences. I'd say probably when you're around three to five, those between those ages, probably, let's say around three, you know, that's where you start intaking actual context of what's going on. You're learning about things, learning about the world. And imagine you 
as a three-year-old, you don't know anything about the world, period. You only know what you see. You're going to have people in your life that are going to tell you what to think, how to think, how to act, how to be nice, how to not be nice, what is nice, how to ask please or say thank you, and to have good manners. Those are things that someone eventually tells you, and if you're fortunate enough to have a parent that has told you that, you're going to learn in a nice, most of the time, nice, calm manner. Um, the fact of the matter is, though, those are, the thing, those are things that you're learning with assistance from a parent. You know, you've gone, you know, conversely, or alternatively, you've also gone to a school that takes up six to eight hours of your day for, thir for 12, sorry, for 12 to 16 years, a significant majority of your life is in a school ground while you're learning from other kids and other adults who have different experiences, who are taught differently from their parents, their thoughts and, and whatever, that are going to be more influenced on what you're learning day to day. So the very fact that, one, you don't know everything, period. Two, the information that you're learning from is going to be very, very limited. Three, the people that you're going to be learning from to help expedite your learning and learn more about either society or just how to act in general, it's a complete clusterfuck because those kids are banking on you to teach them a little bit. They're banking on the same teachers that teach them the right lessons that they were taught as their kids that had to follow rules, so on and so forth. So even just in a classroom of 30 kids in kindergarten or first grade moving up, there are so many different people and perspectives that you're taking in that you have no idea what is right or wrong. And we could throw religion into the mix of, of kind of having like spirituality and kind of learning the foundations of not being a shitty person. You know, I'll give religion that base value. Um, I mean, that's the whole essence of it, but... You take everything that you've learned. There's no point in your life that, said, that, that says you have an instant download button that you learn everything from everyone and understand every 7 billion plus perspectives. For someone like me, you're barely able to handle one perspective, which is yourself. So please, tell me, like, how in the world is someone who's not you is supposed to understand everything that you've personally learned in your life with the specific context that you specifically understand it's fucking impossible and even if you're a mind reader and you understand what people are thinking you don't understand how or why they're thinking their thought process so Whenever I see someone that just doesn't know better and they're doing their best to understand, that is a smart person. That is intelligence. That is patience. That is human. When I see someone that acts like they know everything, um, claims to know everything, and goes off and insults people for not knowing whatever the hell nuanced detail they know, yeah, that's sad. Now, I'm not gonna say I'm perfect. As a matter of fact, I feel like everything half this, 
I feel like half the stuff I say will probably change in the future. My thoughts, and I'm wildly inconsistent, but I try to do what I can that makes sense to me at the time. And just like all of us, I think that's all that we're working with. So, you know, that just seems to be a side rant that I've just been wanting to get out of, just get out and share. Um, it just seems unfathomable to me that people have a concrete idea about who specifically you are, your, your people are in general, um, how they think and everything else with only 0.000001% of, of life context. And, no, I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's just the bottom line of it. I mean, even when you meet, if you travel, or, you know, if you travel, you understand how quickly, um, how lost you are in life. Or, uh, you know, not lost, but like how much is out there. And it's almost more or less infinite. But just imagine this, that you meet, you meet a partner. When you meet this partner, assuming you're an adult, you might be 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, any age. The fact of the matter is that the partner that you find, and if you ultimately marry or stay with them forever, until you die, I should say, you're only meeting them, you're only intersecting, I should say, at a point of their life in which they had all of their life experiences that met your cross point of all of your life experiences. Right then and there now. If you're someone who met a partner at 25, and you're living life with them, and you're like 30, 35, well, you know, you still, you've only lived 10, you know, 5 to 10 years with someone of who they were when you first met them. And who they are 10 years later might be a lot different, but how they got to be different is going to be a, a whole lot different, I should say, a whole lot variable compared to how you might have evolved as well over those 10 years. And that's because your first 25 years of baseline life data has kind of molded that. And also at the same time, you know, there's 25 years of life experiences and perspectives that you might, have, might not have ever seen or heard about that you're now sharing with this other person. Um, that if they want to unlock it to you, well, that's, you know, it's there. So, again... Almost everything that you do, people's experiences, perspectives, they're, they're almost, I mean, they're all unique. So, it should not surprise you or anyone that there is knowledge gap or learning gaps elsewhere. I mean, it's, it just seems very prevalent. And I, I just feel like you are completely clueless if you think otherwise. Like, it just, I, I can't... It just doesn't make any sense. Like the only thing that is consistently changing is, or sorry, what is that? The only thing that's constant is change, or something like that. It's like some paradox. So, I don't know. Anyways, those are just some of the top things I felt like chattering or ranting or bantering about. I don't have any anyone else here to bounce off things from, but, um, but I guess those are things that are just top of mind. Anyways, guys, I know this is a shorter episode, and I know this is a different format. And I know I'm not going to edit this, but um, this is for the OGs, and if you know me, or at least know about how I talk and how I think, um, I don't think this is out of left field, and if it is, then uh, call it a swing and a miss. <laughs> but um, on the flip side, 
if you guys are interested, no, I'm done talking about most of my stuff. This is my uh, final thoughts, um, parting words, I should say. I haven't said that in a minute. My parting words. Uh, if you've been listening, because I know I left off on uh, week two NFL, I feel very terrible um, because I ended up winning 70% of my spreads. And I know last year I won 66% of the spreads. Um, it went like 6-0 and in the Super Bowl. I did not do that well in the Super Bowl prop, Super Bowl prop bets. But I did finish, like I said, the season 70% um, winning my spreads. And I found out, like, if to be quote-unquote pro, if you're really good at it, it's like 60%. So that's, that's cool. Um, unfortunately, I don't bet with three or four extra zeros in my account. So I, I can't make a living off doing that. Um, then in... 2021, at the end of the season and in the playoffs, I ended up um, going 8-2, which is an 80% win rate, so I don't know how, I don't know why Vegas is not that great at picking NFL spreads, or maybe they are, it's just the public doesn't do really well, but but uh, this next year, this might be the year I might actually start charging my, my uh, spread picks, because it literally has just been getting better. Or not, and maybe just do it for free and then just give me some of uh, those you know, give me a tip or something like that, but I'll just do it all for free, I don't know, whatever, whatever's easier for me, um, that requires less stress, I really just want to more banter and talk and just ex digest my logic, um, and see if it pans out, so I generally use that, um, NFL spreads and things that I'm really dialed in on as, as a good baseline on my day-to-day, -day, like, decision thinking, because a lot of the stuff about one, it involves money, and two, involves a lot of research and due diligence and making the right decisions so um, if you ever feel like you know the decisions you make aren't that great um, almost in any context um, I don't know start tracking some of the decisions or find a hobby that you can make a decision and then track the result later um, chances are if you kind of keep that if you keep a certain habit or behavior or ritual or whatever you do routine that that builds um, improved results, decision-making results. You can apply that to day-to-day -day life, maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyways, guys, I don't think I mentioned eating mandarin. I ran out of mandarins. I'm eating an orange now. Um, stick to a mandarin, guys. I prefer them. And if you like oranges over mandarins, well, no complaints. I just like the tanginess of a mandarin. But outside of that, guys, I think I'm done. Um, probably got like a bunch of different ideas and concepts. I've literally written, I don't want to say books or crap. Um, but yeah, there's either a lot to unload or just a uh, hole completely. But hey, yeah, it's life. Uh, moving on. Um, don't know if there's going to be any more episodes, but if there is not, please consider. Um, following me on Twitter or sending me an email and I'll keep you in the know of what I'm on to next. Um, but if I do continue droolish, well, until next time, take care and dream easy.